anomaly. Season is winding down quickly, man. We only got one more episode left of Anomaly, man. It's been a good first season, I want to say, first and foremost, man. Oh, yeah, bro. This has been, like, honestly, it's been one of the best seasons I can, like, I say we had in, in years. We got we got a competitive championship. We don't know who going to win. We got a competitive rookie of the year, um, defensive player of the year, MVP, MVP. all of those. Like, we, we, we can't call it. You can't call it. So it's. It's been one of the best years for basketball, period. Yeah, man, it has been. And sh- recapping from last episode, man, we we struck out, man. We we thought Joel and B was gonna get MVP. We had the Bucks and the Suns. You had the Grizzlies. Yeah. Everybody at the crib. Everybody had to Cancun. <laughs> yeah, bro. And obviously, I'm a little, you know, a little salty about being wrong, but like, I think that's good for basketball, not being able to like predict predict who's gonna win and. We got favorites losing. It's like, that's good for the game. That's good for the game. Let's keep it competitive. Because you don't want to – I was kind of tired of going into the seasons and be like, oh, okay, they coming out the they coming out the East, they coming yeah. out the West. Keep it competitive and, and spread that love around these organizations. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Like you said, it sucks being wrong. But, hey, it's good for the game, man. And shout out to those teams for making us wrong, man. I love to see that. Um, let's start off with the MVP race, man. Two-time MVP now in the Joker. Um, I do want to say congratulations to him. He did have a hell of a season. No Jamal Murray, no Michael Porter Jr. He did have them boys in Denver, you know, in, in the playoffs. Right. Um. Yeah, congratulations to him. It's a stat machine. Uh, and... There's not much to say about a dude who's giving you who can give you 30, 10, and 10 each night. Yeah, like, not much to knock. Like, you know, but like I said, in my heart of hearts, my my still my pick is still Joel and B. And I don't I don't think it's a it's a clear cut argument like you can put for either like for Embiid or anybody else like because Joel I mean because Joker has the numbers. Yeah. Um, and his numbers are fantastic, but I still think it's Embiid for various other reasons. Yeah, something about the season that Embiid had, you know, where it should be – it was an MVP caliber season, you know. Yeah. Joker was fantastic. His numbers were great. He got the Denver Nuggets far. But just something about the Joel Embiid season, the pressure that the 76ers had going into the year, no Ben Simmons throughout the year. I mean, I feel like just this, the media attention and the storylines were so much brighter on Joel Embiid and what he and the Philly team could do. And he was able to get them pretty far, I feel like. And that's kind of how I, I voted for the MVP if I, if I would have had a vote. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, like, don't take this the wrong way, but, like, I think the thing with, like, Joker, I see is, like, a little bit of Russell Westbrook-ish vibes. It's like we got crazy numbers. I mean, granted, his efficiency is a lot better than Russ's. But, like, we got crazy numbers, and he got them in the playoffs. But, like, I kind of seen the same thing Russ did last year with the Wizards. Like, he didn't have any help when Bradley Bill was out. He got the triple-double, and they got in the playoffs. So I, I kind of see that same thing. So I'm like, what's the president for MVP? And, like, when I see on Joel Embiid's side, I can't think he – like, I don't think he could have done a better job without Ben Simmons. You got James Harden late. Um, he's doing it all by himself. He's leading the league in scoring, giving you the most 2020 games. Like, he's, he's really, like – I mean, the most 2010 games. I, it's kind of like more what more can he do? Not yeah. and and not even acknowledging like he's one of the best defenders in the NBA as well. Definitely. So yeah, I, I agree. I was kind of 
I was I was shocked to see the voting so so one sided for Joker. Honestly, when the breakdown came yeah. out, I was like, "Wow!" I I figured Embiid would get a lot more votes than he did. He, he really didn't get that many compared to what Joker got. It was you no know, not a landslide, but it was pretty close. Yeah, it's it was like uh, I think uh, KD. I seen KD make a point, and it was like uh, Joker just more likable as well. And yeah. a lot of this is also like a somewhat of a popularity contest so mm-hmm. yeah. i can understand i understand why it is what it is but you know if i had it my way i think mb is the mvp but caps off to joker he, he he earned the mvp he deserved it he deserved Definitely. it i think they both deserve it but he won it so yeah no I, I couldn't agree more man well man these playoffs we had a fantastic conference semifinals. Let's start off and stay right there with Joel and B in the East. The Miami Heat, you know, got, went ahead and got it done in six games. That Miami oh. team is looking very good as far as one through nine, one through ten. They don't miss a beat when their bench comes in. That's what I like. That's what I saw a lot of in the Philly series. Man, I I think we've been talking about this team like the whole season. And it's yeah. like. They did exactly what we said we were going to do, and that's Swarm James. Swarm James, when uh, Joel was in, was out, and they just swarmed it with a bunch of bodies, a bunch of people, and they got that intensity. Like, they just – they're ready to win. Everybody's, like, ready to win. They're like, if you don't want to win, we can – you can get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, with that is also, like, Jimmy Butler leading that show. Offensively, he, he's scoring on a roll. He's – he can facilitate. He can rebound. He's controlling the tempo of the game. Um, and that's one of the biggest things I don't think people really understand is like how he's controlling the tempo or controlling the offense and manipulating different things. So I think it was just they had too much and Philly really didn't have control of that. But no. the entire game, the entire series almost felt like Philly was trying to play Miami style. You know, Miami, like you said, was controlling not only offensively, but the defensive side as well. Yeah. Jimmy was matching up against the best perimeter player, and they got a lot of help with P.J. Tucker, Bam Adebayo. They got a ton of good defenders. The entire series, Miami was in control. Um, shots out to Spolstra, making some coaching adjustments as well. You know, you saw Duncan Robinson slide to less minutes this series just strictly because of matchups, you know. And right. a lot of times coaches are afraid to make those matchup decisions with big-name players or guys that have gotten you this far. Eric was like, no, nah, we got to go ahead and get this series. We'll worry about, you know, that later. And uh, so hats off to Miami. That toughness, like you said, totally separates them from the, the rest of the league, though. Yeah, for sure. And you said the guys who earn it. Don't forget that's the guys who earn their money. That's a that's a big thing there. It's like sometimes they feel pressure from guys who earn their money, which yeah. Doug Robinson just got that big contract. Big, uh, big, big, big bag for him. So, yeah. But, like, the way that, like, that team is and that organization is set up, he might come play 30 minutes next series. Yep. Like, and be ready, like, too. Yeah. And it's just like next man up. Like, we don't – I feel like that team is just like we're going to do whatever it takes to win. Tough loss for Philly, man. Um how bad is this loss for them? You know, they make the trade to get James Harden midseason, and that obviously, you know, pushed their kind of show their hand that they're trying to go all in to win it. Mm-hmm. They come up short, you know, like I said, against Miami. Um, what's up? What's up, Doc? That's my question. What's up, <laughs> I Doc? Don't, I don't it, – it's making us look at James a little bit different because, like, he was able to be swarmed, and we didn't see – the, one of the best all-time scorers that we typically seen in James Harden, and then like there's there's no fault in MB in my eyes because like he, that man is dealing with a torn meniscus, his hand is his thumb is broke, his eyes his eye socket is broke. Yeah, like bro, that's a that's a walking dead trying to trying to hoop for you. So that's 
hats off to him. He if if there was an MVP too, he needs it. He needs that. I don't know, man. But so hats off to him. I don't have anything to say like about about him, but like I think we do look at those guys like James a little bit different. Like what is James or how we put the right pieces around him? And then yeah. Doc is like uh, the adjustments. Like we've seen the whole the same thing over and over and over and over. And it's like you want you gotta more make adjustments. Yeah, yeah. you got to make adjustments. Like we talked about Spostra, you know, making adjustments this series. We've seen it from other good good coaches. Doc's a good coach. He gets his team in the playoffs. It's happened many times, but at least in my opinion, over and over, we have seen his teams blow a series and not been able to close out a series. Um, and he's been riding this one championship longer than anyone I've ever seen. <laughs> Coaching is, is a tough job, one, I would say. But, like, I would like to see some some more adjustments. But I don't know what that looks like for, for that team as well, team. which is not, like, ideally constructed right now. Yeah, yeah. So we we all great coaches from the sidelines and from the couch for sure. Um, but give me give me a couple mil, I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> he said he getting paid for. He getting paid well enough for it. He getting paid well enough for it. Uh, <laughs> the other Eastern Conference series, man, it was a great series between Boston and Milwaukee. Went seven games, but last night was a blowout. Boston is back in the Eastern Conference Finals. They've been here four times in the last five years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this is, I can't get too excited about it, but I think it was great that they beat Milwaukee. That was that was a tough matchup for them. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, man, I just love how they're playing basketball now. They're just playing so un- unselfishly. They're playing with no agenda. They're just trying to win the game. And like, uh, I think like once like after that trade deadline hit, that's a whole new Boston team like we've been seeing. Yeah. Defensively, they're swarming. They got those arms everywhere. They got a tall, long team. And, like, I think it's just uh, they're playing great basketball, one. And then uh, the thing with Milwaukee on the other end is they didn't have Chris Middleton, which is a big piece of their team. And I think you need some shot creators to win a championship, which is their primary shot creator is Chris Middleton. So yeah. I think they I think they was just trying to ride it out, see how long they can go without it. And, you know, Boston took advantage of that because there's no fault here. I don't think there's no fault on anyone. You can't point the finger at anybody in this in this series, like the Bucks was just not as good as the Celtics that night. It went seven games. Yeah. What I would say is, uh, you know, Boston did their job with a wounded Bucks team. You know, like I said, no Chris Middleton. You got Drew Holiday. I love the guy, most most underrated player in the NBA, but he's shooting 22 shots a game now because of no Chris Middleton. That's a lot to feel. You don't really want your point guard shooting 22 shots a game. You know, Chris would take off a lot of that burden, I think, from Drew. So they definitely felt that. Man, Giannis is a bad boy. He did as much as he could to make to get these guys, you know, to the next round. But Boston just handled their business and they weathered the storms. You can tell this is a veteran team that's been there before. Marcus Smart, Al Horford, those guys did not, you know, they didn't they didn't fold when when the Bucks went on a 9-0 run and things got late and Giannis start taking over. They really got through all those storms and just stayed true to themselves. And like you said, extremely unselfish. I'm watching Tatum and Brown pass up open looks, you know, to to uh, Grant Williams last night. I mean, the guy had the game of his life. Yeah, dude was shooting rocks in the ocean. Oh, okay. <laughs> like you, I think you you told me off air. Like you, you shake that man's hand if he he shoot eight threes and, and make eight threes and we shot sixteen threes. Uh, you sixteen shake that threes, man. You shake that man's hand and you say, "Good game." That's it. Yeah, you know, you de- you deserve to beat me in Game 7 of the NBA playoffs. And, you know, we, we did our job against Tatum. You know, he didn't get 40. Brown didn't get 40. 
And Grant Williams knocking down eight or nine threes. Yes. Yeah. If you're Budenholzer, if you're the Bucks, you just got to be like, eh. Yeah, man. They and followed the game plan. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I need, like, all my, like, social medias or just word of mouth. When people lose, everybody wants to slander them. We want to, you know, he's not that good. He's not top five. He's not whatever. <laughs> stop that. Please yeah, stop bad. the slander, bro, because these are all-time great players. They just lost. They just lost. That man was better that day. They, it's okay. It's okay. If you lose, like, that doesn't change who they are. It's not going to change if they get in the Hall of Fame. In most cases, it's not going to yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, stop with the random slanders. Because, like, like I said before, if these guys were free agents, you'd be begging for them to come to your team. Right away, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a league. Guys make shots, you know. P- people going to make shots. And, like I said, man, the game plan, you know, is shutting down the two the two big stars. And the game before, Al Horford hurt them. So, I mean, if, if you're if you're Budenholzer, you're, you're the Bucks. you know, every game – they they did what they could. The shorthandedness yeah. and I me mean, guys just hit down shots. You know, Horford hit down eight threes. Grant Williams made eight threes. You know, the others stepped up for the for the Celtics. And it, when that happens, you just shake their head and say, "Good series." It don't make Mike a bad coach. It don't make Drew overrated. Don't make Giannis not a superstar like you said. It just mean that Boston did what they were supposed to do. And you no know, right. more more props to them. Less slander to the team that lost. For right. Real. Caps off because I I just love the transition that they made. Yeah, man, I, 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 I'm very impressed with Boston this season. Uh, let's move over to the Western Conference, man. Uh, unfortunately, John Morant did go down, um, you know, in the Grizzlies series, and yeah. the Warriors rattled off the rest of the games there. But, I mean, good season for Taylor Jenkins and the Warriors, man, for real. Yeah, man. You know, that was my squad. They should be happy. That was my squad this year, them Grizzlies. They did a, 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 a great job, a great job. I mean – through the whole season, like you see them, they you see them be like dogs. You see that they dogs and like they like twenty two years old. So it's not that's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, they got they about to get their uh their guys paid. I think it's a they got a core that they gonna stick together. So I'm excited to see them in the future. Uh, caps off to them. Uh, they made some. Uh, I think in that in that series is some. It was kind of a it was a, a old head versus a young dude like type <laughs> of type of series and I think the IQ of like Golden State got the better of him a little bit yeah um and I I just think that that's really what that was that was a lot of experience being shown and you know if job plays it might look a little bit different but I think ultimately the, the better team won that series yeah I I agree like you said the the scary part about this Grizzlies team is that. They're they're locked in together. Those guys are going to probably be back, you know, for a year or two to come. And I just want to say, Jai averaged thirty eight, six and eight that series. That's really all I want to say. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's he's here. He's here. I, I guess one of the best defensive teams, you know, in the last ten years. The Warriors, while they have struggled this year, obviously, you know, they have some yeah. issues. But he averaged thirty eight against Steph Clay and, and and the boys, like. He he gonna be he's gonna remember this series sitting out and um, Desmond Bain Dylan Brooks I love how those guys stepped up Tyus Jones kind of revi- kind of revived his career this season showed that he's he can be a legitimate backup point guard in the league I- I'm excited to see what the Grizzlies got moving forward um, and the, the Warriors are looking for a title push now yeah for sure I know the the Warriors are who they are and the Grizzlies like yeah. that kind of interests me too because I'm like who they gonna how they gonna pay everybody? But like uh, the Warriors are who they are. We they got championship pedigree. I'm excited to see them. 
The game last night that everybody won't stop talking about, man. Mm-hmm. Ended in a blowout. Dallas, Phoenix at the crib. They did beat him by a 40-piece at home. Um, but I want to start off by saying, again, props to the Dallas Mavericks, man, for showing up. They, they came out in game seven, and from the, from the tip, it, it was game over. From the tip, they put their foot on the throat and didn't take it off. And that's tough to do against a veteran team. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, the, uh, we've seen it, like, uh, that was a, like, a, it's, I don't, that's a more, I can't even say it, it was just a no-show. Like, they just laid an egg. I, uh, it's one of the most, like, surprising things I could say, especially in, a, in that type of fashion. Yeah. So, I don't know what to, I don't know what you can say. I don't know what, like, who to, it's, 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 a, it's, it's mind-boggling right there. But that's a dangerous offense that the Dallas Mavericks got right there when you got a dude who's giving you 30 and you can control the tempo of the game and Doncic and uh also getting that help from uh Brunson is like another shot creator and I think you need like I said you need those shot creators if you want to go far yeah man JB and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie stepped up huge this series um you know they, they played fantastic like you said Luca's a Luca's a bad man for sure but yeah, that was – I would say last night was the biggest surprise of the playoffs for me, possibly more surprising than even the Nets being swept. Like, a 50-point loss at home, the defending Western Conference champions. I'm, I was lost for words for sure the entire game. I couldn't believe it. Before the series, I thought the Suns would – you know, DeAndre Ayton would have, have that series to remember. I thought Devin Booker would show out. Man, we just – we just didn't get I, any of that, really. I don't know. I, especially with Aiden, it's like he's the biggest guy on the court. So I don't I don't know what's going on there. And this is also his year to get paid. His year so to get I don't paid. Know, I don't know what's going on internally. And that's what Monty Williams said. It's like internally because he only paid, played 17 minutes. So I don't know what's going on there. And it's they're going to have some choices to make. I think they needed a another shot creator, like I said. Uh, Devin yeah. Booker was one, but CP was a no-show. So worst game of his career. Yeah, it was we 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 needed to see the point God there, but it, they were all no shows. And I was I was I don't even know how to like like uh, respond to that. <laughs> yeah, or defend that. I, I'm sure it was a quiet locker room after the game. Like, it's not much to say. Like, dang. Like, nobody showed up tonight. Nobody. No one. No one. So yeah. props Tough. to mass for walking them down. Yeah, for real. Jason Kidd, shout out. Now he's going to have his hands full next round. We got the Golden State Warriors. This could secretly be a, a good series, depending on what Luka's on. Because, um, yeah. like you said, he has the ability to control the pace entirely um, offense. You know, he's going to slow down the Warriors, who want to play a fast tempo, keep it moving. Dallas Mavericks play the slowest bas- basketball in the NBA. So I'm, I'm very interested to see this game of chess. I think it's going to be. Uh... Yeah, like you said, it's going to be a game of chess with two of the best and two of the smartest players, I'm going to say, in the, in the NBA, and that's Luka Doncic and Draymond Green to me. I think that's that's where the chess match is going to be is how Draymond defends Luka and and how they like, go at their uh, that Dallas Mavericks defense as well with Steph Curry, another shot creator, and, and Jordan Poole, Klay Thompson, so like all those different guys. So I'm, I'm excited to see this one, to be honest. And the keys to this series got to be Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, they're going to be the ones that have the the mismatch offensively, you know, with being checked by either Steph or Jordan Poole sometimes. We know what Luka's going to give you. 
Um, but if JB is able to have a couple of 30-point games or 20-plus point games, they can definitely pull off an upset, I think, against the Warriors. But I'm rolling with the Warriors in five. In five? Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to roll with the Warriors and Dubs, too. But in six, I think I think they're going to uh, – Luka's going to give you a couple of games. I think we're going to see some games where those uh, fronts in or Dinwiddie might show up. But I think ultimately, like – but. I think Golden State defensively, and like they've seen so much, and they'll that'll be able to apply in different ways. And like we've seen, like uh, them play like uh, not comparing it, not comparing them to directly, but they play like LeBron, who yeah. is, who has that ability to control the tempo as like uh, as Luca does, as like both like point dual forwards. And so mm-hmm. I think they'll be able to be more accustomed to how to how to guard Luca in a sim- in a similar fashion. Yeah, and I'm curious, as like you said, the game plan. They've played some dominant stars this playoffs already. You got They got Joker round one. They got John Morant round two. Um, so it, that's going to be interesting as well. You know, against Joker, they tried to shut him down. And against the the Grizzlies, they kind of let John do what he want and try to shut down everybody else. Right. So, like you said, they got the ability to kind of play it either way. They've done the boxing one. We've seen them go zone, man to man. Luke is going to see a bunch of different stuff, and Jason Kidd's going to have his handfuls, you know, making some adjustments, I think. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's also an interesting thing to me. It's like we're seeing, like, this little transition in the league. We saw, like, our young stars or these young stars trying to take over the league. So we got, like, we got Luka versus the old man Steph. We got (laughs) Jimmy Butler and and Tatum and Brown. Like, so it's it's, going to be some interesting conference finals for sure. How you got that series rolling out? Miami and Boston, man, this is... I think it's going to be a low-scoring, defensive-minded game. I got Miami in six. I got Miami in six. I I love the shot creators and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I mean, and I love how they're moving the ball as well. But I think Miami is going to kind of wear them down. I think if Tyler Hero and Victor Oladipo show up, it'll be, uh, they'll have to also have the shot creators in like, in, in those two as well as Jimmy Butler. Um, curious to see about Kyle Lowry and his injury, but I still think Miami is just dogs who are gonna who are gonna walk him down. That's my thing. If Kyle, I think Kyle Lowry is gonna play a big part on his health. If he's able to play, I think that entirely changes the series. Just adds that more yeah. that more depth to him. Uh, if not, I, I think Boston really does have a chance at winning this series. Um, like you said, right now they're just playing in such a good rhythm. They mm-hmm. Miami might have just showed up at the wrong time with this Boston team. If they can continue to play unselfish. Marcus Smart, I think, can have a dominant series. I want to say Boston in seven. Ooh, seven. Okay, okay. We're gonna disagree. We're gonna disagree on that. I want to say Boston in seven. Low scoring games. <laughs> definitely gonna be low scoring. Definitely gonna be some low scoring games. Jimmy um, Butler's gonna show up. He always do, and and that, that's what I got. That's what I'm rolling with. My biggest question with Miami is going to be, can they score enough points, like you said, to keep up with Boston? I think Boston is going to put up some points, or at least a tip to. Um, so it's really going to be, we know what Miami is going to give us defensively. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be able to get above 89, 95 points? Um, I don't know if they're going to hold Boston to that low. Yeah, that's 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 also a question. I, I feel like that's deservedly so. And that's why I say Victor Oladipo and Tyler Hero are the, like the other shot creators who can, like, you know, get you some points. So I'm like, if they show up, I think that's Miami's uh, a lock right there. I like it, man. We got just one more episode of Anomaly Man before the season ends. Um, got to get you a cap or no cap question real quick. Chris Paul's okay. lost last night, man. 
<laughs> I know you got social media. I see you. I know you've seen what they're talking about on there. You've seen Pat Beverly today. Yeah. Is the hate deserved right now that Pat that, that Chris Paul is solely getting for the Phoenix Suns loss, man? Cap. I say cap, man, because like regardless, he he played bad, he played terrible, but like it happens. It's not gonna change that he's a Hall of Famer. It's not gonna change that he's a top five point guard all time. He played bad. He played terrible. But like Pat Bev also talking like kind of crazy. Like we've seen Chris Paul be one of the best defensive guards in the league for for years, and to say he's a cone is kind of crazy. Like, Wild to call a nine-time defensive player, nine-time team defensive player a cone, dog. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm I'm with you, man. Cap, your 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 favorite player has played bad before. You know, yeah. Kobe's airball four straight shots in the playoffs. LeBron was invisible against the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, guys play bad. It, it happens. Was it a bad time for Chris Paul not to show up? Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> it lost. That was about fifty in Game Seven at the crib, but. Yeah. This loss is not just on Chris Paul solely. That was a that was a team effort to lose by fifty at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. If we go in cap or no cap, though, I got one for you. This is an interesting one I raised. Um, Will Chamberlain aside, because I think he's a myth. I don't think he's a real person. <laughs> exactly. Will Chamberlain aside, is Giannis the most athletic player we've seen play this game? Cap or no cap? No cap, man. This dude, Giannis, is a freak, man. I watched this dude last night do a spin move from the three-point line and ended up with a finger roll. <laughs> I, I was, I, I, was I, I watched him take one dribble after half court on a fast break and get to the rack. Not a travel, strictly clean. Yeah, no, he he's physically he's physically something that we've never seen before. I, I thought it was LeBron James, you know, the speed that he was at when he came out. But uh, Giannis is just so strong now. And if he develops any type of mid-range pull-up jump shot, he's got a chance to average 40, and he's already averaging 30-plus. Right. So no cap. Yeah. I, I, I just think he's an alien. So I'll ask y'all. He's also a myth. <laughs> like we got footage of him because he's a myth. Will Chamberlain's not real to me, though. He's not real. <laughs> Last cap or no cap, man. Is Doc Rivers on the – should Doc Rivers be on the hot seat? Uh, for sure. <laughs> no cap. For sure. No cap. I think it's like – I'm happy someone said it. I, I, we, I, it's it's kind of tough. We keep seeing the patterns over and over and over and over and over. Like every team, like we, we're seeing it. And like uh, there needs to be some accountability. I'm not going to say he should lose his job this year or anything like that, but I think it needs to be some type of accountability there. Man, I'm I'm just happy someone said it. after the game I tweeted. Can we talk about Doc Rivers yet? Like, can somebody can we have that conversation? I know Hall of Fame coach and all those things, but like you said, the last three stops, his endings have been predictable and consistent. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's like you know he's gonna get us to the playoffs, but it doesn't look like he is able to make the correct adjustments to get you that ring that you need. Right. And Philly has embraced the process. The process is almost complete with no ring. And if they do the process without a ring, that's going to be one of the biggest failures in sports history. I'm going to say that's karma. Yeah. Basketball karma. <laughs> For taking. Yeah. 
<laughs> Basketball guys is not having it, man. We do have another episode in the books, my guy. I appreciate you. We got one more left. Come back next episode, y'all. We talked the NBA Finals and the Draft Lottery, man. Hopefully the Pistons get top three. Ooh, we need that. We need that. <laughs> good, good energy for this race. Good that? energy. Rip Hamilton doing the pull, I heard. So hopefully he give us that shit. Anomaly, a podcast presented by Sports Time Podcast.